And so as we continue to worship together, let's open our hearts to the word of God. Today we'll be reading um, from the book of Hebrews, chapter 10, verses 19 through 24, and you'll see them up here. Brothers and sisters, we have confidence that we can enter the holy of holies by means of Jesus's blood. Through a new and living way that he opened up for us through the curtain, which is his body, and we have a great high priest over God's house. Therefore, let's draw near with a genuine heart, with the certainty that our faith gives us, since our hearts are sprinkled clean from an evil conscience, and our bodies are washed with pure water. Let's hold on to the confession of our hope without wavering, because the one who made the promises is reliable. And let's consider each other carefully for the purpose of sparking love and good deeds. Don't stop meeting together with other believers, which some people have gotten into the habit of doing, but instead encourage each other, especially as you see the day drawing near. May God add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and understanding of Scripture. Our hearts and minds are open. Amen. Why is it that when we find ourselves truly in need, we, we tend to isolate ourselves. You know, even before the uh, pandemic, our culture was, was struggling with a sense of loneliness that could drive us into isolation from other people, from relationships that, that could help us thrive. Uh, in our culture, I think we have a myth of self-sufficiency, Right, we're taught in our culture to be self-reliant, to pull ourselves up by the bootstraps, if you will. That that we we shouldn't rely on other people, but 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 that's not true. That's not how we're created. We're created as social creatures who need each other. Uh, all you have to do is is look at an infant uh, and, and see that. We are completely vulnerable beings. Uh, I used to joke uh, when our kids were little uh, and infants, I used to say it takes three adults to take care of one baby. You know, it it takes someone to take care of the baby, someone to take care of what's going on in the house, the laundry and food, and then somebody to sleep. (laughs) And then you rotate. Wouldn't that be awesome if you could do it? that way. Today, uh, we kick off a series that, that we're calling uh, Holy Habits. And, and one of the reasons we fall into this trap of isolation and loneliness is because of our habits. We're going to strive this winter to, to build habits that can help us grow into who God knows that we can be. And we're going to do that through focusing on something that we talk about all the time, how we worship, serve, and grow. Uh, Building a habit of worship 
is what can help uh, push us into being out of isolation. In, in an article in Psychology Today, it points to research that says that interpersonal relationships are among the most powerful sources of well-being and health. And all throughout the Holy Scriptures, you see stories of people being together and flourishing with each other. Uh, I hope that the year 2024 is a year for you to allow the habit of worship to be your pathway from isolation to enriching relationships. Now, the, the Hebrews text that, that Laura read for us, th this book is a sermon. And it's a sermon meant for people who were experiencing isolation from the culture in which they live because of their faith. And some of them were even being put into prison because they were following Jesus. Now, the people were doing their absolute best to follow God and to do what God wants, but because of their suffering, they begin to wane. And here in chapter 10, the preacher is encouraging the people to keep the faith. They're reminded of what Christ has done for them, which allows them to enter the Holy of Holies. Uh, the text said, brothers and sisters, we have confidence that we can enter the Holy of Holies by means of Jesus' blood, through a new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain, which is his body, and we have a great high priest over God's house. You see, before Jesus, a, a normal person couldn't just enter the Holy of Holies in the Jewish tradition. It was kept behind a curtain and only the high priest could go into this space. Now everybody has access to this place, this place where they believe that mercy and help would flow. It is a connection to God that the ordinary person just did not have. And Jesus destroys those barriers and makes it a place for all people. Now, the, the text that really culminates in verse 25, where the preacher says, don't stop meeting together with other believers, which some people have gotten into the habit of doing. Instead, encourage each other especially as you see the day drawing near. Here, the preacher calls out the people because they're beginning to wane in their faith. They are starting not to come and to be with each other. They're moving into isolation so 
that they can better fit into their culture. They're encouraged to uh, look out for one another, to care for one another, to not desert each other. The text is encouraging them to have a habit of worship. Uh, John Wesley, the founder of the Methodist movement in the 1700s, would have understand this passage to show how God works through and for us. He, he would have called worship a means of grace, a way that we experience God at work in our life. If he were here today, I believe he would challenge you to allow the habit of worship to be your pathway from isolation to enriching relationships. Now, as we begin to talk about habits, uh, I think it's important for us to, to take a little time out and, and talk about what a habit actually is. Uh, each winter, uh, our dog, Patch, forms this pathway from about a quarter from our sidewalk all the way to the corner of the wall uh, or the corner of the yard so he can watch the neighbors to make sure everything's okay. And, and he wears this pathway out. He runs it every single day, multiple times a day. And a habit is kind of like this path. It's the reliable route that we take to getting things done. Habits are small, but they're powerful routines that when we choose them wisely can make big impacts on our life. Now, some of you probably get tired of me talking about James Clear and the book Atomic Habits. Uh, but it is a book that has really formed what I think about habits and in turn has formed how I think that we can become closer to who God knows that we can be. So if, if you hear me tell an idea and it sounds like his, it probably is. <laughs> so I encourage you to get that book and read it. It is a powerful work. One of the things that Clear argues in his book is that habits are what help us get things done. They are what help us get to the next level, not our goals, not our New Year's resolution. Now, now those things are fine, right? They're good at pointing us in the right direction, but it's our habits, it's our routines, it's our systems that make a difference in our life. And if you want to live differently, if you want to be the person that God has created you to be, then focus on habits. Uh, one of the things that Wesley did for, for people is he would put deep theological concepts into a way that, that people could just grab hold of and understand. And through the way he talked about how grace works 
in the world, he highlighted some habits that I believe can help us connect with God. Worship would not only be a means of grace, it would be what he called one of the three general rules that all Methodists should hold to. Uh, In his 1700 way of speaking, he, he called this attending to the ordinances of God. Now, I prefer what Bishop Reuben Job calls it in his book, Three Simple Rules. He calls it staying in love with God. And if we want to, as a group of people, move closer to embodying the way of Jesus in 2024, we need to cultivate the habit of attending worship with our church family. Uh, A Lutheran pastor, Michael Foss, puts it this way, worship is God's answer to the problem of isolation. This writer of Hebrews said that people got out of the habit of meeting together. The writer said this because they understood that we are created to be with each other, to encourage each other, to challenge each other, to serve one another. And we cannot navigate this life, this journey of faith all by ourselves. Uh, To build a holy habit of worship so that we can bridge the gap and build connection with each other, I want us to look at a couple of the means of grace that Wesley talked about. Uh, The first one is we just need to build a habit of attending worship. Uh, If our habits are our building blocks that we use to achieve a desired outcome, then attending worship is the cornerstone. Worship is not meant to be an event. It's an experience. It's an experience with a group of people together. It is where we encounter the love and grace of God. And for you to make it a habit, you have to make it a priority. Uh, I've worked in church work my entire adult life. Most of the time I was a youth director, uh, but I've also been uh, ordained clergy and pastor. And and I can remember years ago a a parent coming up to me and saying, how is it that y'all get your kids to come to church every Sunday without arguing? And I just said, I don't think they know they have a choice. Now, I understand that there's a difference there because we have to be here, right? But building that habit, building that expectation is important. And, you know, research says that that kids and students who worship with their family on a regular basis are more likely to stay in their faith than those who don't. It actually outperforms kids' ministry and youth ministry. Now, I'm not minimizing kids' ministry and youth ministries. Those are significant and important. And when you add them all together, they do some wonderful things. 
Yes, just showing up is important. And in our world of crazy schedules, it's impossible to show up 100% of the time, isn't it? You know, if you can't make it to church on Sunday morning, we we've live in a time that, that we can live stream it. And before long, we're going to be able to live stream this service. We're in the process of installing all the equipment right now. And if you can't live stream it, you can watch it later, or better yet, if you're off somewhere, go to church, find a congregation, and worship with the people of God. Now, I want to remind you, building holy, holy habits is about making small changes over time, and that's what makes a difference. Our discipleship team has come up with some habit trackers for us, uh, with worship, serve, and grow. They're on, at the welcome desk. You're welcome to take them. You can also find them online. We have them for adults, for students, and for kids. And when I say it's about making small habits, the, these are to track. Did you worship once this week? Did you serve once this week? What did you do to grow? Did you do something to grow this week? You know, one of the things that James Clear advocates is to make a habit fun. If you make it fun, you're more likely to do it. And by, by making it fun, we can do all kinds of things. Invite a friend to come with you. You can, if you come with your family, maybe rotate who picks lunch afterwards. And that can get exciting and fun. Uh, another way for us to grow in our worship is the habit of studying the scripture. You know, one of the uh, interesting things about habits is, is that they often don't seem very exciting, do they? Uh, when I was at Helena United Methodist as a, as a pastor, there was a, a guy there who uh, lost 100 pounds. And I asked him how he did it. And he said, first of all, I had a Chick-fil-A biscuit every morning for breakfast. And I went, I'm listening. Um, but then he told me about his rest of his nutrition routine and, and his exercise routine that he does every single day. You know, we don't hear the small things, right? We don't hear guy goes to the gym. We hear guy loses 100 pounds. It's the same with how we live our spiritual life. You know, we don't hear... We see these people who walk with such grace during some horrific times. Or they're so knowledgeable and so calm and peaceful about things in the world. And you think, how are they like that? We, we don't hear mom read scripture this morning. It's the small habits that builds up over time. Another thing that Clear talks about is to make it simple. When it comes to reading scripture, make it simple. You know, you can, uh, he calls this habit stacking. When, when you already have a habit and you want to start a new one, replace it there. So if you drink coffee and you, uh, 
If you wake up, drink coffee, watch the news every morning, and you want to start scripture, maybe wake up, drink coffee, read scripture. If you get home every day from school and you get a snack and watch Netflix, maybe replace Netflix with reading scripture for five minutes. You're more likely to do it if you're placing it in a place where you already have that habit. The last thing I want to talk about is the scripture encourages us to build a habit of encouragement. It seems to me like this culture and that culture in the culture of the Hebrews had a culture of distrust. A culture where they did not encourage each other. A culture where they, they didn't build each other up. And can't we see that in our world today? Where we continually act in negative ways, especially on our social media feeds. Uh, verse 24 said, says, and let us consider each other carefully for the purpose of speaking love and good deeds. You know, to build a habit of encouragement, all we got to do is let's check on each other. Let's celebrate with one another. Let's make each other a priority. By attending worship, reading scriptures, and encouraging people, you not only adhere to the teachings of this ancient text, you're also allowing the habit of worship to be your pathway from isolation to enriching relationships. Let's pray together. God, we thank you for your love and your care. Oh God, we confess that at times we do not follow your way. Help us and forgive us so that we can be the church that you have created us to be. In Jesus' name, amen.